Right now, I have the simulators live right here on the local shakedown. You're listening to Radio It's called New Flag Waving.
This one's called Alexander the Great. next there, Brian? We'll do Kid Dakota. There may be some Kid Dakota CDs in this place. There's a band from the Midwest. Again, we're simulators. We're about halfway through. We have a couple more. Yeah. 
This one's called Creeper.
am in the studio with the simulators. Hi. Hey. How y'all doing today? Great. Yeah, real good. Um, so why don't we just start off? Uh, why don't you? Why don't we go down the line and introduce yourselves and what you play? My name is Brian. I play drums. My name is also Brian, and <laughs> I play baritone guitar. Sick. I was gonna ask if that was a baritone guitar because they have those like cool like six string Fender basses. Have you seen those? Yeah. They're, like really? Yeah. So, but that's cool. I don't see a lot of people playing baritone guitars around. That these may parts. have been why I play it. Yeah. Reasoning, just not enough people playing baritones. Yeah, exactly. Well, it also fills in the low end a little bit. Yeah, totally. That, I mean, I've always wanted one specifically for that reason, just like using as a maybe a rhythm guitar, but like filling it up, stuff like that. But anyways. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so how long has this been a project? Not very long. This is our third performance. Third, third performance? Third performance. Well, you guys sound... we played two shows, and this is yeah, following I mean, that. You sound really tight, so I mean... That's a pretty good, uh, I mean, for three shows, like... I think we waited a while before we played. Yeah. Which is a good thing, but I we think spent, since... Yeah, we spent months just jamming, not making any songs. Yeah, yeah okay. Getting comfortable. Right. How long have you guys played together? Uh, just, like, no matter, like, beyond this project, other things like that? Almost a year, I want to say. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. How'd y'all meet? We've been friends for a while. Oh, okay. We've had, we've had bands in parallel, bands. I've always really liked his band, Accordion Crimes. Mm-hmm. And then when they stopped being a band, I said, let's start a project. Oh, so It wasn't exactly afterwards, but eventually we did. Yeah, within the timeline. Yeah. Um, so what other projects are uh, have you been in, I guess, like separately? Uh, Brian, you were in Accordion Crime, yep, right? Yep, yep. Uh, anything else, like, in your journey through musical performance? I, I've helped other bands. I've, I went through a phase where I was trying to, to be less of the guy in front of everything and more behind the yeah. scenes. So I sat in with a couple of shows with uh, uh, American Culture. Okay, sick. And yeah. uh, another project in Denver called Gun Street Ghost. I sat in with those guys for a show. Okay, sick. So, yeah, I think it's, for me, i just trying to stay versatile and learning other people's songs. Definitely. When I get the chance. Yeah, that's sick. So I'm in another band called Joy Subtraction. Okay. And uh, we played it in the studio as well. Oh, sick. Then I was in a band called uh, The Gravity Index. Okay. And uh, that was the other band that played here. And, and then, I, how, how long ago was this? Gravity Index was. We probably played here in like 2001. I want to say. Okay, sick. Yeah. Yeah. So, I'm um, older than I look. <laughs> Wait, I'm younger than I feel. <laughs> no, we'll go with that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one of those um, combinations. Um, and then I was in a band called Four Times Fat way back in the 90s. That was like a skate punk band that I okay. that I was in when I was in high school. Oh, that's sick. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what? Uh, since you guys have, you know, you were both saying you've been versatile and been in other projects and stuff, what are some of your influences that you kind of bring to the table for the simulators? What are some things that maybe you're trying to progress into, or just has this always been something you've had well, here for? Brian introduced me to a band called McCluskey, okay. who I had never heard of, and uh, they quickly became my favorite band. And then they went into another project called Future of the Left, which is also oh, sick. which is like even better than McCluskey, I think, in my yeah. opinion. And I so I don't share that opinion. That is controversial. That opinion <laughs> is hard to stand by. He over disagrees that that Future Left is way better than McCluskey. I used to I used to go to those shows. Like Future of the Left played a lot in my hometown in California. So that's oh, really? kind of funny cool. to like hear that. That was back when they were a little bit smaller. Sure. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't even know how big they are now. Uh, they, you know, they're they're still not a household name. Yeah. Right. True. Right. Should be. True. Uh, so I should have channeled some of that, I guess. Um, Definitely, on the drums, a lot of like post-hardcore, like Fugazi and stuff like that. Yeah, totally. 
some Ian McKay channeling some Ian McKay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what about what about you, Bray? I've yeah, it's weird. I've I've been listening to more sort of direct in uh, like hardcore Devo mm-hmm. and we <laughs> kind of more sick. like late seventies, early eighties punk yeah. rock stuff because I haven't really. Uh, channeled it in previous projects as much. I'm kind of enjoying that stuff now. Yeah, Mission yeah. of Burma, totally, and uh, Wire, and mm-hmm. things that are a little bit more timeless, less trendy. Perhaps. Yeah, yeah, I feel that. I, li- I like all those bands too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Would you say there's um there's like sort of a a large community for I guess your type of music because there's a lot of bands in the Denver area that I know I could like probably say are in the same realm as you. But how would you say like? For for like a, a a scene of people consistently making the type of music that you do, how would you say that like? Yeah, I, th- I think so. Yeah, I mean maybe not carbon copies, but bands like Muscle Beach and yeah, um, Native Daughters. I mean they're not like I said, not carbon copies, but we could easily be on the same bill. Yeah, totally. yeah, I think that's I agree with that. There's, it's weird. There's a lot of bands that have their moments where they they have a certain sound or a genre and then they sort of go in different directions yeah and i like to see that happen too i i don't know i don't want to play in on bills where there are three quote-unquote post-punk or yeah uh noise rock bands i think that is an interesting element but i think above all like we um we're familiar with the community of, of musicians more mm-hmm. so than the community of listeners. Yeah, totally. Most of the time, our listeners are other musicians, so yeah, we're comfortable with that. Yeah, there um, seems there seems to be sort of like a like kind of you said like a tight knit group of of musicians. Less so like oh, we all listen to like harsh noise. Like let's all yeah. hang out together in in one group and stuff like that. But so. yeah, well, I'm constantly finding new music that you know it really is inspiring. Like I was just speaking mm-hmm. about Don Strasberg, the Boulder Band. Oh yeah, and some of the the tones that they're able to capture on mm-hmm. recordings i think again very timeless yeah very against the grain sort of music which well thank you <laughs> yeah yeah um uh yeah i was i kind of that that question comes up because like a lot of that music that type of music doesn't really come out of places like boulder like boulder you either have like sort of more indie rock bands or, or jam bands and stuff so it's like interesting every time we get something a little bit more I guess the word is probably I'm using it wrong, like angular. That is usually something that we're trying to like find. So I guess I would question it. That's why I had the question for you for yeah. in Denver, seeing how that that was like. But um, uh, so what would you? How was your process of recording with Lucas Joannis? It was good. It was quick. I think you know we um, we went into it with all kind of in the same headspace. We wanted to to get in and not overthink it. We wanted it to be very quick and spontaneous feeling. Mm-hmm. So we didn't spend a lot of time on takes. We really were trying to capture the baritone and drums live. Totally. And more of the overdubs take place in the vocals and things of that, you know. Yeah, aspect. definitely. Well, yeah. And the songs weren't fully formed. Uh, you know, like, uh, we had only played them through maybe 10 times, yeah. 15 mm-hmm. times a piece, which is completely alien to how I've been recording throughout, you know, yeah. my career. I wouldn't call it a career, but my time as a musician. Yeah, yeah. My time in band. Usually... You play the songs, you record with, or you toy with the songs. You know, you you really get them down, and then you go into the studio. And this time, we hadn't even played them live yet. Yeah, we were in the studio. Yeah. It was it was actually a really cool, fun way to do it. Yeah, definitely. There's a there's a collection of records that came out, I think, like 15 to 20 years ago, mm-hmm. called In the Fish Tank. Okay. And yeah. there's a lot of bands that are, and the concept of that session, I really was trying to to sort of uh, explore. Mm-hmm. And uh, you are kind of writing as you're recording on some level. Like, yeah. the general structure's written, but mm-hmm. 
it's open to to sort of uh, being in the moment and uh, definitely changing things yeah. last minute, which I'm fine with. Yeah, I think that brings out a lot more of. Um, uh, I would I would agree with that statement. Yeah, it kind of brings out a little bit more of like what the capabilities of the musicians are playing. Well, and, and stuff I like think that. music is are like for us like it's only going to continue and grow and change. Uh-huh. You know, I I don't think there's any. Uh, possibility that we're not going to like, reassess these songs in a year from now and yeah. play them very differently live or reapproach them, which is fine too. I want them to take on a life. Yeah, totally. It seems like Lucas sort of has like a like a Steve Albini sort of uh, mindset when he records. At least what he was explaining to me, because I, I was listening to this interview with Steve Albini and he was basically saying like that. However, the band sounded that day was essentially the record. Like, he doesn't do anything else to it. He doesn't, like, add anything. So a lot of these, like, famous records who are like, oh, I got, you know, I got yeah. Steve Albini. It's like he didn't give him a general mix and was like, cool. Yep. You know? Yeah, these these recordings we made with him and we'll continue to make with him. Um, we we like things like amp buzz. Yeah. And we like small flubs. And we, we like the reality of playing in a room together and... Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the sound. Yeah. You know, he doesn't spend an unordinary amount of time capturing drums with you. Mm-hmm. You know, I think 10 minutes and we were ready to go. Yeah. yeah it, was, totally. it was really quick. Yeah, he yeah. set up mics and was like, yeah, that's good. Did he give you, like, bottomless uh, French drip coffee? You know? <laughs> we, we, yeah, we did. We had to fight the cat for it. The cat oh, was yeah. kind of guarding it. And uh, he, was, Interesting. he was pawing us off of it. When I was last at his house, his cat was just, like, in the same spot for, like, four or five hours just chilling. We took a couple pictures with Tom Murphy and the cat was jumping between the counter and the table and totally outstaging us. Wow, that's crazy. It's a big it's a it's a it's a it's a muscular cat. Yeah, no, yeah. Cats cats have that that huge layer of fur, but they are ripped. They are like actually very very uh, well, I guess depending on the breed, but his cat is very um lean. It's, it's like a fu- horse. It's funny you should say, you know, the Steve Albini thing for Lucas. I I keep going back to that and mm-hmm. I it seems more and more, I, I talk to people who are recording, and they they go on that mm-hmm. that tip, and I even I even think Calvin Johnson. You yeah, know? and, and totally. I even I gave Lucas the name Baseness for his <laughs> his space because it, totally. he, it just had this very K Records vibe, which totally. I really dug. Yeah, I mean, uh, it seems like he's just always ran it sort of. Uh, like the epitome of like DIY, just like hey, I'll record you if you like. Yeah, that's why it was real comfortable, I think, for us. Yeah, totally. Yeah. There's a yeah, a lot of options for where to record anymore. So yeah, yeah, exactly. He does he does great stuff. Shout out to Lucas if you're if you're listening. Um, so I want to talk a little bit. You guys released a seven inch called Teeth through Meeps Records. Yes. So what what is Meeps Records? Meeps is very much like Lucas. Uh, uh-huh. It's independently run from a house. Okay. And Adam Baumeister runs Meeps. Okay. And he used to be one of the side guys behind Chris Adolph's project, uh, Bad Weather California. Okay, yeah. So Adam's been putting out these Meeps records for, gosh, I don't know. He's put out thousands of these records. Mm-hmm. And they, they all have a construct. You know, they're about seven minutes per side the mm-hmm. 33 and a third mono um they are very kind of lo-fi in their yeah. fidelity and they're square um now you can oh, customize know that. yeah and you can customize with him and he's he has a plethora of options mm-hmm. there are other meat kind of houses all around the country yeah totally but you know they're fairly um the unit price is you know it's a little bit more expensive because it's being handmade yeah totally and uh I, I just like that very limited quantity concept mm-hmm. with Adam. And it's very interesting to do something because uh, 
to do something of that like in that medium like vinyl because i know like there's a, obviously there's a lot of like cassette labels opening it up and yeah. it's a little bit easier but vinyl's very um yeah i just wouldn't even know where to begin with that to do that inside of your house for a long time that seems kind of crazy yeah he's acquired a lot of sophisticated equipment and rather archaic you yeah. know a lot of these um pieces that he has it's almost like a museum <laughs> showcase in his house yeah but i think a lot of it um well the majority of everything he does is in real time yeah so every time he makes let's say a simulator's record he has to listen to it yeah front to back as he's working on it totally so whenever i pick up records from adam he's always oh, it was so fun to hear these again yeah. you know and <laughs> yeah. he's he's very uh excited yeah. which is a I, i'll keep going to him for that reason probably definitely, definitely. it is also nice not to have a closet full of mm -hmm. boxes of records because a lot of the minimum yeah. runs are like 300 and if you're not touring re regularly it's hard to get rid of that many yeah so it's nice to just go order 10 or 15 or yeah, yeah. limited release yeah because yeah, then, then you saw them you're like all right we sold out yeah, yeah. It's, yeah exactly. <laughs> they are there and the limited amount of people who caught on to it yeah. got it and if they didn't get it we'll have to wait for the next one. exactly would you be steamed of like let's say like you're you're you know you're like super super famous you're like nirvana famous and then someone's trying to sell one of your bootleg like like a bootleg seven inch would no you, no i haven't given that a lot of thought i don't yeah. that's being super super famous isn't really coming into play no, yeah. no. that's really not again i don't you know. i'm not as sexy as i was <laughs> oh you got to give yourself more credit dude. <laughs> um well so straying away from that so brian you said you have a novel called placement of character coming out soon do you maybe want to talk about uh, that? it actually came out last saturday we last played saturday. uh the release show along with slim cessna he did a um mm -hmm. solo performance and uh hangman's hymnal mm -hmm. which is our which is friends of ours and uh, they're like americana they do like country and swing and stuff like that yeah totally uh, but it's got like a nice cool edge to it you know yeah uh very slim cessna-esque in the auto club you yeah know? yeah um, but a placement of character, it's a novel, and it's about uh, characters who find work in other novels. So they go to this uh, interesting, okay, this place that puts them in other novels, and that's their job. That they get paid to do that. So they yeah. get paid to be characters in other novels. Oh, cool. That's yeah. So you, uh, this came out um, last last Saturday. Last Saturday. Last yeah. Saturday. Okay. So where can you find your book as of right now? As of right now, um, online. If you go to brianpolk.org, uh -huh. that's B-R-I-A-N-P-O-L-K.org. Um, there, there'll be a link there to uh, a Squarespace or okay. Square store. Yeah, something like that. It's also on Amazon too. Okay. Cool. If you have, uh, if that's what you do. All right. Yeah. <laughs> So I wanted to talk a little bit about the songwriting process, and I know everyone always has some their own unique style and stuff, and it seems since your music, um, in a very good way, is like a little manic, Yeah. would you say that that's how it kind of comes out, is like just, just like, a, like yeah. a brain vomit? Like? We, we rehearse in Brian's uh, kind of spare bedroom, uh -huh. and it's so extraordinarily loud. We have headphones on, yeah. and we're kind of yelling over top of everything. <laughs> But I have this iPhone that just captures MP3. Yeah, totally. So for for me, it's like in the moment we'll like it, and mm -hmm. then a day later I'll re-listen to some of the field recordings I made, and then it's, I'll get excited because they sound even better than I thought they did. Yeah, totally. So then you know I'll send him bits and pieces of things, mm -hmm. and it's very disjoint. I think a lot of the process is yet to be defined. We write differently for different songs yeah yeah I don't, I don't think there's one set way we can write a song i think we, we tend to explore a lot of routes i think being a two-piece you can do that more yeah. oh yeah it's so much better so much easier to write songs as a two-piece yeah, yeah the first number we played uh 
you know, before we recorded it, Brian gave me the lyrics. You yeah. know, I love the, uh, the the concept that it's it's not w- anyone's one job to do one thing. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, because I know there's a lot of um, there are some particular bands who who like sort of prefer like one person will write an entire song, like bring it to you, and then you kind of like have to ad- ad- adapt it. But. And I, you know, and I'm not turning my back on that. If 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 I come up with something I really like, yeah, then I'll bring it to the table. Totally. But I don't want to rely on just that. Yeah. You know, otherwise, yeah. I'll become one of those bitter songwriters. And I don't <laughs> want that. Yeah. So. <laughs> don't want to be uh, too cliche. Totally. Um, so you have uh, recordings out right now. At least you have that seven-inch teeth. Uh, are there any more recordings you're planning on releasing soon? We have three more songs recorded that we haven't done anything with yet. Yeah. Yeah. So we might be. We might wait to write a few more. Okay. Yeah, cool. I think again, there's no huge rush, mm-hmm. and we're we're you know we're very much week to week on these. Um, concepts definitely. So. so just trying to play a little bit more shows and stuff, and that's the fun part. Is you know, recording is so separate from playing shows. Yeah. Even even playing here, it's it's so interesting. Uh, comfort levels and just feeling in the moment is it's hard to do sometimes. You know? Yeah, but definitely. Just getting uh, rearranged and uh, finding the healthy balance between these recordings and you know, yeah, playing them live in a format that sounds like the recordings. I think is there end goal yeah end goal totally well it looks like we're coming to the end of our time here but uh, thank you guys so much for playing for coming in thanks uh, for having us on this sweet uh, St. Patty's Day yeah Yeah. thanks for putting up with us on this day you could have you could have had like a St. Patrick's band in here oh yeah you could have gone that route but you didn't and I'm proud of you (laughs) yeah the drop the dropkick Murphys (laughs) were like hey get get you could have had a bagpipe (laughs) yeah (laughs) um but, uh, yeah, like I said, thank you guys so much for coming in. If you'd like to check out the Simulators music, you can find their stuff at simulators.bandcamp.com. Go get yourself a copy of, uh, sorry. Placement of Character. Placement of Character. And, uh, yeah, I hope to see you guys playing some shows soon. Yes, April 12th at Leisure. That's April our, 12th That's at our next show. All right. Sounds good. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank, thank you. you so much. That was The Simulators right here on The Local Shakedown. Coming up next, we're going to play a song by Jerry Paper called Pause. You're listening to Radio 1190, 1190 AM, 98.9 FM in Boulder.